Thank you, Father. For two-thirds of the stars warring for us today against the one-third that hates us. Amen. Open up the eyes of my servant and show him more are for you than are against you. Mm-hmm. You have two-thirds for you and only one-third against you. One-third of the stars against you and one-third of the waters against you. It's written in Revelation. You do have one-third against you, but you have two-thirds for you. And you get sweetened when you realize you have two-thirds of the stars for you and two-thirds of the waters for you. More are for you than are against you. You can rest in that fact. And they are warring for you right now. <laughs> Heaven is warring for you. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and their angel armies are warring for your souls to be cleansed from dark light, from dark stars, from your blood to be cleansed from bitter waters, from poison. The poison will be extracted from your blood, and the poison will be extracted from your brain crystals. The brain is a beautiful organ. <laughs> you know, the brain is just such a wonderful organ. But I like to see it in the spirit, not so much from a medical standpoint, which I do enjoy that part too. But I like to see it from the Creator's standpoint. I like to see it in the Holy Spirit. I like to see it as a diamond. I like to see the ability of the brain to be a superconductor of the light of God, the light of the rainbow. And a perfect diamond has no refraction of light. It's just a superconduction of the rainbow of the seven spirits of God of light. So, when you get the mixture of the one-third out of the stars through your brain, for that's what the light that influences your brain is, all brains in the world are influenced by the two-thirds that obey God or the one-third that disobey God. And when you don't have mixture in your brain anymore, then you only have perfect light and a perfect rainbow through your brain all the time. That's Jesus Christ's soul in Revelation chapter 4 with a rainbow shining like an emerald around his soul. That's what happens when you're transfigured by the renewing of your brain. Mind. Romans 12.2 The mind is the brain. There's a brain controlled by the spirit and there's a brain not controlled by the spirit that's worldly brains. So, even though there's only one-third that's against us, because of the sinful nature of man being born of flesh and born under the curse of the fall, all flesh and blood gravitates naturally towards the one-third influence in their blood with the bitter waters of death, and in their brain with the light of pride and the light of Cain. The light of Cain, the one-third 
of the angels that fell are the stars of the light of Cain, which is man's pride and independence from the two-thirds that obey God. Trust me, that's the only thing you deal with every day. And even if people are just flat-out manifesting the principality of Cain on you every day, like I'm sure they are, I'm sure you deal with it constantly, just like us, you can, you can use it as an opportunity for refinement. That's what I found. Those that know how to drink can use, you know, look at Joseph, even the prison as an opportunity to get better instead of get bitter. He used it as a launching pad to be second in charge in the universe under Pharaoh himself. So all the negative stuff that comes at you, Usually the more there is, it's because of your calling and what God's asked you to do and the enemy's trying to shut you down with his one-third bitter waters and his one-third prideful lights. So understand what it takes to put a shield around your brain and a shield around your blood. It takes the living waters and it takes the, the lights of the heavens. He's called the Father of Lights in James, God the Father of lights and the father of angels and the father of spirits. The God of glory thunders and it's a glorious thunder. It's a thunderous love. It's a clap of love. It's a lightning of love. It's a powerful love army. His banner over us is love. And all the intensity that you deal with every day in everything, the foundation for revelation is that God is love. That's how you'll never be overwhelmed, no matter how much living water you drink and how much revelation meat of the gospel you eat. If you have the foundation of love, then you'll never go astray. But if you don't know that you're perfectly loved by God, the enemy can deceive you in anything of knowledge, anything of religion, and then twist you in rebellion. Because, oh, I tried Christianity, and, you know, they just a bunch of hypocrites. Which is true, because there's no one perfect. Everyone is a hypocrite. But you'll find that the light of the two-thirds will remove the hypocrisy. And there's a time coming where there'll be perfect men and perfect women that don't have any mixture of the one-third, that live only in the blood of the two-thirds of the living waters, and only in the brain of the light of the two-thirds of the light of the angels, that don't sin, that are holy angels, virgin angels. There are virgin, innocent angels. Two-thirds of all the angels are virgins and innocent. One-third of the angels are perverted, that love all kinds of immorality, that love every detestable thing under the sun. So you do have a lot of perversion. It's real. I mean, look at the pornography stuff. It's just, that's the biggest market in the planet. Perversion is the biggest market. So when we start to bring the light of the virgin angels and the light of innocence and the light of Jesus and the waters of virginity, it's called the upper pool of the second heavens down through the stars, and we start cleansing our heavens so we can have a new heavens. Peter says where righteousness dwells. You are directly combating everything Satan has built for 6,000 years. Do you think he will let it fall easily? You have to understand that angels left their posts in heaven to build the system you're currently walking in right now. One third of the angels left their heavenly dominion
to build this 6,000 year system called Babylon the Great, which is the culmination of the ages. They thought that they could win against God. And they're so twisted, they still think they can win. That's how pride works. Pride believes it can win against God. And God comes like a little child. Of course the Father's going to send a 12-year-old. He's going to send a little child to lead them. Isaiah chapter 11. That's the Father's way. He's, everything the Father does is to prove His ways are perfect to the angels. To the angels. This is a theater for the angels. You say, oh, it's about me, it's about... Him. It's not. Everything the Father does is to prove to the angels that His ways are perfect. And their ways are wrong. And there is righteousness that is a judgment upon the angels that all the angels will look at, the two-thirds that are holy and innocent angels, and they'll say, yes, your ways are perfect, God. Yes, Almighty God, all your judgments are true and faithful and righteous. And there will be total, unanimous understanding that how God dealt with the fallen angels was perfect. And everyone that was associated with the one-third will go the way of the wicked. Unless they get the mixture out of them. Unless they drink the waters of humility and the waters of virginity. And millions will drink. I believe we will have one billion within this water temple of Red Letter Ministries within the next three years. Yep, within this one ministry. Red Letter Ministries will have one billion people because it's not about just the ministry. This is the kingdom of heaven. And it comes in such a way where that it will offend everyone who's doing their own thing. It will offend all pride. It has to. And it has to cause pride to fall. And people will bring every blasphemous accusation. They'll bring everything. They'll just always say it's about man, it's about flesh. And they'll just say, they'll try to point out everything that's wrong with them in a mirror of what they see and perceive in others. But that's how the light of Cain works. You need to understand, people only point out stuff in the light of the glory that they themselves have in their own brains. The light of Cain is the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. I mean, you just have Cain that killed Abel, and he's just like, oh, I brought a sacrifice. I'm good. I'm better than Abel. Serious. And that's the attitude of everyone with the one-third of the fallen angel's pride in their brain. There's no reasoning with Cain. There's no logical argument. You need to understand this because a lot of people try to de debate the principality of Cain, the light of Cain, and the one-third of the angels that operate in the seed line of Cain. And it's not something you can work with. It's only something you can destroy with the two-thirds of the angels of the light of virginity. Virginity, virginity of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about abstinence. I'm talking about living waters, crystal clear and sparkling, from the throne of God and the Lamb in the upper pool, which is the stars, dealing with the heavens, dealing with the stars of everyone's brains and souls in the universe, the new heavens. Bringing a new virgin heavens is the only way you'll effectively deal with the light of the pride of Cain, which is self-righteousness, that I'm good by what I know and by what I think. 
That's what the fallen angels are like. The fallen angels are, are genius level self-righteous hypocrites. And I know you guys have never dealt with anyone like that that's like really smart in their brain but doesn't require God's light to be intelligent, but they're out there. They're nasty vipers. They think they know it all, but it's just Satan. And there's no life in any, any of it. It's the light of Cain. The light of Cain is the knowledge of good and evil in the brain. It's pure murder towards the Messiah. It's called self-righteousness. It's the pollution of the fallen angels through all the light of men and women's brains in the world. That's the main war that wages in the heavens today. The war against pride. The war against the principality of Cain. It's the removal of the mark of the beast. <laughs> it's the removal of the mark of Cain. It's the beast nature. It's the beast system. You remove it by slaughtering it with the two-thirds that obey God's word. You will speak to the stars, and the stars will praise God. You will release living waters into the stars, and the stars will war for you. Where is that written? Glad you asked. Judges 5, verse 20, speaking of Deborah. Today is Deborah's day. It's the day of Deborah's stars and the day of Deborah's waters. Deborah was a mighty judge in Israel, but she didn't fight just a natural fight. She was fighting warlocks. She was fighting sorcerers, high-level skilled warlocks that were in covenant with Remphon, which is a star that ancients worshipped to and sacrificed to to have influence in the heavens. It's mentioned in Acts 7 by Stephen. He's saying you're not serving God, you're ser serving Remphon. You're serving the fallen angels. You're serving the lights of Cain of self-righteousness in the brain that only has the appearance and knowledge of good. So you're fighting the light of God against the light of Satan, for Satan comes as an angel of light to deceive, it is written. It's all about lights. And God's the father of lights, and he's fathering one-third of the lights that are in this universe right now into hell. He's going to father them into hell. He will destroy those lights forever into the lake of fire, as it is written. And the beast and the false prophet and the red dragon were thrown alive into the lake of fire. Amen. Because there's a life there. There's a, it's like the beast speaks. It's like the stars speak. These are blasphemous stars. This is a light of blasphemy. It's a light of religion. It's a light of Cain. And it speaks all kinds of boasts and blasphemous things against the light of the little child on the throne. The light of Jesus is meekness. And so the light of Jesus is horrendously abused, manipulated, controlled, and trodden underfoot by the light of Cain for 6,000 years until now. Until we get fully built up in the Messiah. Because that's why we're sent out like sheep to the slaughter like lambs to be sacrificed, Scripture says, is because we come with the light of in innocence, the light of humility, the light of virginity, and then we come up against Nero Caesar and he just chops all our heads off because he just operates in the light of Cain and I'm better than you by what I know and I just kill everyone, just kill a million people in the first century with the Caesars in Rome, just kill all the Christians, crucify everyone, sell their women into sex slavery, kill their babies, do whatever we want to them. 
That's the light of Cain. The light of Cain is the self-righteousness of religion that I'm better than you in my brain. You're dealing with it today on a worldwide level. You're dealing with it today on an Armageddon level. You need to understand that. We'll start in uh, verse 19 of Judges 5. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan at Tanash by the waters of Megiddo. Gain of booty they did not obtain. The word Megiddo, the waters of Megiddo, Megiddo is the word Armageddon. (laughs) So seriously, what Deborah is bringing in the waters of victory are the waters of Armageddon. It's a direct link to the waters of Armageddon in the book of Revelation. What is Armageddon? It's the living waters removing the bitter waters. As it is written in Revelation, I saw a star wormwood that fell from heaven and it made the wa- one third of the waters bitter and everyone who drank those waters died. And the blood speaks. We know the scriptures say that the blood speaks and the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. So when you have the bitter waters of wormwood in your blood, your blood speaks the words of the devil. Out of the heart, the blood, the mouth speaks. So your, your blood is always speaking whatever your heart is drinking in your roots. And one-third of the waters are death. So they're speaking death. Now, Deborah and Jesus Christ and the Lamb and the waters of the Lamb in Revelation is bringing two-thirds of the waters. Because only one-third of the waters poisoned, according to Revelation. Two-thirds, which which is all the sweetness of the holy innocent angels in the waters, stirring the waters. Everyone that drank from the waters lives. Come to the waters of life and drink, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit through the blood is a sweetening and a removal of death and a removal of bitterness. And so you bring the waters of Armageddon, you bring two-thirds of the living waters upon the one-third, and you remove death from blood. That's what it means. Armageddon is the living waters removing death from blood, removing wormwood from the bloodlines of the nations. The leaves of this tree are for the healing of the nations. It's a covering of flesh and blood of the two-thirds of the stars and waters that obey the word of God. (laughs) That's how you heal the universe. That's how you heal the heavens and the earth and under the earth. That's how you remove all demonic influence from brains and blood. But it's not just the waters, because the waters deal with the terrestrial plane, with the earth, with the blood, with the, with the heart. It also deals with the brain, because the Word of God separates soul from spirit, bone from marrow, Hebrews 4.12. They're different realms. The realm of the heavens is the realm of the brain. This is the place... Now, the bloods People have terrible problems in the blood, too. But honestly... The brain is more important because mental illness is everywhere. We we deal with religious mental illness every single day of ministry for 13 years. It is off the charts insanity what you deal with in religion because the corruption of the one-third of the fallen angels of self-righteousness, pride, and religion dealing that dark star light into the brain causing madness. Pride is as the sin of madness. The confusion of the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. One third of the stars of madness in the brain. So we need the brains cleansed, crystal clear and sparkling. Otherwise, they'll never understand one word of the Bible. They'll never understand God's love. They'll never feel God's love. 
These are the blockages that keep people from feeling the presence and the glory and the power and the love of God. And the living waters and the living stars are the answer to all of it. Two-thirds of the stars. Now here they are. Verse 20, Judges 5. From the heavens the stars fought. From their courses they fought against Sisera. Amen. And I was seeing silver paths of the stars. This is where you'll begin to move by transportation in the ways of Enoch. I was seeing during worship a mountain of doors. <laughs> and there's people coming through these doors, the ways of Enoch and the doors of Enoch. That's actually the name of the first song we've been playing every Joel's bar for the last 13 years of El Olam by John, Be- John Belt. The first song is called The Door of Enoch. This is an Enochian generation that will walk in the fullness of the revelation of the Father in all the Father's house of the stars and the sands, of the heavens and the earth, and even under the earth, in the lower pool under the earth, in the upper pool above the stars. And the heavens and the earth will be cleansed. And we're speaking to the stars, and we're speaking to the waters, and we're speaking to the rocks, and we're speaking to the trees, and we're speaking to the clouds, and we're speaking to all creation to rejoice in the manifestation of the sons of God. We're speaking to the bloodlines of the earth to be sweetened. We're speaking to the stars of the heavens to obey God's word and to shine through all the souls of the nations and remove the poison of Cain's pride. I believe you're going to see it tremendously accelerate the renewing of the mind by the heavens shining the holy stars of Jesus Christ through humans' brains. When Jesus Christ was born, the wise men from the east followed the star of Jesus to Bethlehem. They found him by following the star. That was the star of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah. Amen? They followed the star by night. That's how they found him. The Bible says it explicitly. If you read the book of Jasher, it's the same thing about Abraham. They looked at the stars and they knew that a great prophet was being born and they tried to kill Abraham because they could read the stars. Every soul in the world is connected to the stars. You have a star. You have a star system. You have a constellation. (laughs) You do. And it's not new age. It's in the Bible. The Bible talks about the zodiac. The Bible talks about constellations. The Bible even calls the stars God stars, at least two-thirds of them, that obey God. So we need the stars to war against the one-third. You will never take victory in the soul realm of the celestial realm of the stars unless you take your inheritance in your stars. You can speak to your stars. Hallelujah. Deborah did. That's how she won the battle against Sisera in the Bible. Jesus Christ, Revelation 1.20, holds seven stars in his right hand. What are the seven stars of Jesus? It's all the power of the two-thirds that obey God. It's all the power of the heavens to influence men and women's thought life. As you control the stars with the living waters of the upper pool, which is by perfect divine virginity, That's how you get into the heavenly realm to rule and reign with the stars, with the power of starlight. You get there by perfect virginity. Now, I know the enemy does it with 
insane immorality. That's why you see people in the occult, people in Wicca, people in New Age. It's like extreme perversion. It's extreme sexual morality, sex cults. It's all kinds of disgusting things that they do. The pedophilia and the secret societies and the Epstein Island and all that stuff that you see that's getting uncovered right now. It's because the enemy and the occult and the one-third that fell in the stars, they have access through sexual immorality. We, as the holy people of the kingdom of heaven, have access to the stars of the upper pool by virginity. We are the exact opposite of these perverted people. Virginity is the total destruction of the perverse angels. And so you're tempted all the time by Jezebel with pornography, with sexual morality. Here comes the loose women. Here comes the loose men. Here comes the bad relationships. And it's just nonstop sexual temptation because if you get fortified in virginity, you get your inheritance and you start influencing everyone's brain around you with the virginity of the upper pool. That's what the upper pool is actually called in the Bible. Gihon filled the upper pool. It's written in Genesis. And Gihon means springs of the virgin. Gihon. Genesis rivers. The four rivers of Eden that watered the garden. Two rivers filled the upper pool above the stars. Two rivers filled the lower pool that were springs upon the earth like mist. And these were supernatural springs of the glory of God. Not, there was a mixture of, of natural water, but it was the glory water through the heavens and the earth. It was a perfect manifestation of a man and woman in the physical realm and the spiritual realm simultaneously. And that's where we're going by the healing of our DNA. Fully spiritual and fully natural, Adam and Eve, created of the gold dust of the earth. There was a gold man and a gold woman. That was like transparent gold that could move by the speed of thought, by teleportation, any direction, any realm in the universe. It's true. That's where you're going. Full Enochian ability, Adam and Eve ability. Moving by transparency because you're of such a virgin purity in your brain. And all it takes is the purification, the sanctification, by the enjoyment of drinking the living waters. How do you get all this vast power? The one-step process called the cup of the new covenant. Being partakers of Jesus Christ's divine nature, the creator of Adam and Eve. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, the firstborn from amongst the dead. And he redeemed us back into this divine ability, into this divine humility. The springs of humility and the springs of virginity are our inheritance in Christ Jesus. And it gains us the stars of the heavens, two-thirds. And it gains us all the power of the sands of the earth, of the song of Moses. You will suck all the affluence of the sands of the earth, it says in the songs of Moses. It's the power of the heavens. It's the power of the earth. It's the power of the sun and the moon. It is. You read about Joseph and Joseph's dream. Who bowed down to Joseph in the dream? The sun and and the moon and the eleven stars. It is written in the Bible. The sun is Jacob, Israel. The moon is Rachel, Leah, and the two other wives of the twelve tribes of Israel. It's the full power of the, of the day and the night within Israel. And in Jesus Christ, the King of Israel, we have full access to all of this power. It's not for Jews alone. It's also Gentiles. The veil's been torn. 
so you can live in the power of Israel and the power of the moon and the power of the four phases of the moon represented in the four wives of Jacob, who is Israel, so that you have total dominion over the night and the day, total dominion over light and darkness, and not in the one-third of the stars that fell, not in the one-third of the bitter waters of Wormwood, but in the two-thirds of holy light in the total glorification and fulfillment of the Old Testament in Christ Jesus, bringing all of heaven through what God established with Israel in the Old Testament, bringing all the glory of God through the sun, through the moon, through the stars, through the waters, through the blood, through the clouds, through the trees, through the rocks, and through all the heavens and the earth, permanently through this generation and the full revelation of Enoch in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Redder Ministries, donate at redderman.com. You can also text us. Let's give you this information real quick. Really cool thing we got. We're doing a new text message show. Super fun. Text us your prayer requests or your testimonies, and we'll put you on the show. And it's so fun reading together and fellowshipping with you guys. You can text for prayer or praise report at 843-284-6874. Again, 843 843- 284-6874 and we'll put the numbers in the link under the video. You can also now give, uh, donate by text messages to Red Letter Ministries. We set that up. It's a really cool, easy way to give. 833-497-3557 text to give. 833-497-3557 We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.